Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to the show. This is Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall on Recover and Thrive. This episode is pre-recorded, though we'll not be taking questions during the broadcast. We will check the email address, uh, dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. The feedback will be helpful to us in designing upcoming episodes. So please email us with all your questions. And, so we and, won't be lonely. Yeah, yeah. Recovery is fundamental to the way our bodies work. If understood and responded to properly, we can cooperate with the body as it cleanses disease away, repairing the damaged organs, removing toxic metabolites, and strengthening the body for full recovery. What do you mean by metabolites? Uh, The metabolites, those are the results of metabolism. You eat Mm -hmm. food, you digest it. The cells then metabolize it, and they put off energy and waste. So the metabolites can be either energy or waste, but the toxic ones would be the bad ones. Yeah, Yeah, that would be bad. So the body gets rid of those through the organs of elimination. Okay. Now, improper response to disease will leave the body in a weakened, degenerate state, even if the disease is no longer apparent. I assume that you're listening in the hope that you can learn how to respond properly, so let's begin. All right. Now, by uh, the body appearing to uh, recover from disease, even though you still have a disease state, have you ever had a headache and just taken an aspirin? Yes. And the headache magically goes away? Well, you hope. hope. Most of the time, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, as you're young, it does go away a lot more easily than when you age. And the much of the reason for that is that the body is accumulating toxic metabolites. And this is causing, rather than uh, physical damage, it's causing uh, chemical damage to the body. Ah. And so what the aspirin, or whatever it is, is doing is uh, masking over it such as uh, you have a uh, warning light on the car, say it's low on oil. And so I I don't have time for this. So you put a piece of tape on over the, uh, the warning light and you keep going. Not well, a good idea. Will well, not work out well in the end. Well, it's only so long you can do it. You'll end up on the side of the highway. Yeah, then mad at the people that made the car. This is true. So, uh, Or mad at the mechanic. Yeah, somebody's fault. <laughs> at any rate, I'm glad that pain relievers do exist, and that's just one example. But uh, the, uh, the proper response is, why did I have the headache? If you take the aspirin, you're just treating the symptom. You're not treating what's going on. Yeah, and it is appropriate to get relief enough to where you can think. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is best to spend some time just remembering what did I do or what did I eat or what else was going on Mm -hmm. that's associated with a headache, especially if it keeps coming. What is this symptom trying to tell me that's going on in my body? Right. It could be either inflammation or... Uh, You could have some uh, allergy or some such thing. Mm -hmm. And so you'd need to get to the bottom of it. All right, so disease and illness. We need to start out with the concept of vital energy. Now, the body has a limited supply of what's called vital energy that must be managed. This is also true of the blood supply. Now, vital energy is not necessarily glucose, but it is the chemical capacity of the body to 
uh, detoxify itself, repair damage, and to do everything else that the body has to do. There is a, uh, a limited supply of it. It is used to feel good, to do work, to think or reason, to cleanse the body, digest food, build new tissue, repair damaged organs, or to focus on cognitive objectives, such as planning. Mm. And there are other things that it does. But these, these serve as good examples. Now, the body does not have enough vital energy to do all these tasks at the same time. Now, an easy example would be considering the, uh, the blood allocation in the body, which works about the same way. Um, we're told not to go swimming after eating. Well, the reason for that is that the, uh, the digestive system requires a lot of blood. And if you're trying to exercise or swim, then the limbs are requiring a lot of blood. So that's and, why you often get cramps after eating and then going swimming, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so that... Sometimes you can make the decision for the body and you can tell the, the digestive system, no, you're not going to get the blood. Well, it will surrender, uh, but uh, digestion stops and any bacteria that's in the gut is going to start really enjoying itself with what was your dinner. Okay, back up just a minute. What do you mean you can tell the digestive system not to do that right now. Well, in many cases, you can't. Um, the danger is sometimes you can't. The body will make the decision for you. But uh, you can just keep swimming, and you can um, force the blood to go into the, the arms and the legs. And when it does, then digestion is going to stop. And so you're going to have a lot of indigestion as a result. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so another example of trying to share vital energy is when you have a sudden weakness or a fogginess, sleepiness, when the digestion is stressed. Now, what can stress it? You can, have, you can be angry. You have something suddenly you know, get your heart rate going or just have some form of trauma, whether large or small, and digestion stops or slows down significantly. And Because then, of stress? Yeah, because of stress. You're supposed to be at peace when you're eating, but you know, not taking uh, energy to be... Um, upset about anything or planning too deeply. You're supposed to enjoy the meal and the people that you're with. Mm. And, of course, what that also is doing is allowing most of the, the blood and the energy to work on digestion. And so if you're, if you're actually doing that, things will work fine. If you have an interruption, then you could have some... Uh, some fogginess because the the uh, the gut's going to be robbing energy and blood away from the the thinking. I see. So uh, let's see. Regenerating uh, vital energy, sleep is necessary. Not just uh, resting in a chair, but actually sleeping. Uh, there. Are there are chemical reactions that happen in both cleansing the body and rebuilding the chemistry of the body that happen only during sleep. So it is an important thing to, uh, to do and to keep up with. Okay. Now, this vital energy is chemical rather than spiritual, though I do believe that we are spiritual beings created in the image of God and we have a body that serves as our earth suit. Take care of the body. Without it, you can do nothing on this earth. And you now, want it to feel good, so you want to just <laughs> yeah, that's right. take, take care, care of, of the it. body. 
Be good to yourself. The only one you have. Uh Your future self will thank you. Yes, it will. Now, I'm going to give three points from uh, Dr. Tilden. He's uh, Dr. John H. Tilden, M.D., who lived 1866 to 1940, so he's a little before my time. But his, his work still stands. He said, flowers, fruits, and vegetables which are grown on soil, on good soil, will always be superior to those grown on depleted soils. And every experienced farmer knows that proper nourishment and, and livestock, of livestock, crops, is vital for good production. And said, people who raise show dogs are very careful to give them balanced nutrition um, supplemented by significant amounts of vitamins and minerals. This is true. Well, we do that for dogs and for horses and for animals and plants that we really want to do well. Why don't we do that for us? Yeah, Uh, that's a good question. (laughs) Why do we take better care of our stock animals than than we do our own bodies? Right. So... uh, it, uh, it is very important to give your body what it needs. If your body's complaining, figure out what it's asking for. Right. And then cooperate with it. Don't just be satisfied with the, covering the symptoms. Right. Now, I would like for you to visit our website at uh, hungrykidsinternational.org. We... Uh, do a benevolence ministry in Mexico, and radio is a relatively new ministry for us. We have been doing it in Mexico for about a year or so, and there is uh, a lot of activity in uh, our outreach to Chiapas. Even though COVID has pretty much shut us down in uh, gathering crowds, you can get on the radio, and a lot of people have nothing else to do besides uh, listen. And so it is a way to do outreach. Now, most of the support that we have, it is a benevolence ministry, uh, has come through the mail. And so uh, I could, I'll give you the post office address. That is P.O. Box 87, Kimado, Texas, 78877. That's Kamado, Q-U-E-M-A-D-O, Texas. That's right. And (laughs) so, well, yeah. And so uh, we would appreciate partners. Uh, That's the only way we can do what we do. So next segment, we'll be looking at how to focus vital energy. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll take us all segment. So, all right, we'll uh, take a break and see you next segment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed healthcare now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at hungrykidsinternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. On Recover and Thrive. We've been talking about the recovery from disease which is a very deep topic. Um, in fact, this is what the, uh, the old doctors did when they would uh, come out to your house. This was long before things like antibiotics and uh, well, the deep uh, pharmacopoeia of pharmaceuticals that we have now. And so the doctor would come out, he would see someone who had a, uh, an illness it may be acute, may be chronic, but uh, often it was something that was life-threatening. Um, it was common for the, the physician to see something like uh, Bright's disease, which would be uh, kidney inflammation, and they would uh, treat it with what they had in the bag or what they could find in the house, or then they'd go out into the, the forest or the, the yard and find the, uh, the herbs or the, tree, the trees that would be useful in helping them to treat the disease. And so they would, would do it not only herbally, but they would use the methods that we are describing here. And so we had been talking about vital energy, and so... Let's continue. Okay. Disease here means significant debility that is best dealt with as a project instead of being ignored or covered over with medication, whether pharmaceutical or herbal. Disease is actually an effort of nature to cleanse the body of toxins and repair damage. Now, the damage may be a... uh, an inflamed uh, intestine or appendix or a torn muscle, a torn ligament. The body has to repair that, and it is using not only the, uh, the nutrition, but it is also using vital energy to do it. Well, even a common cold. Oh, yes. You need the vital energy. Your body needs the vital energy to overcome that. Yes. Now, the cold is more of a uh, of a chemical than physical repair. But well, I the, bet your body does need the vital energy. Yeah, to it still repair. works. It works about the same way. Mm-hmm. And so, the symptoms of a cold or a flu actually are the body's treatment for it. Mm-hmm. True. Because what the body is doing is getting rid of the uh, the virus and its metabolites, and just sending it out of the body either by uh, coughing, spitting, or... Sneezing. uh, Yeah, sneeze. Just kind of get rid of it. And breathing, excuse me, breathing uh, good quality air is excellent for taking care of colds, but it also will take care or will help you to take care of many diseases. Uh, One of the, uh, the problems that uh, you run into with uh, modern houses is that it's so tight that the air quality is bad and it is more polluted in the house than it is outside the house. Or the offices where most of us work. Yeah. The, uh, Even the, the stores. Ener- <laughs> Energy efficiency is a good thing if you're paying for fuel. But if you're trying to remain healthy, it can be a significant problem. And so you need, what, about 3,000 
cubic foot of air per person in a building per hour. Open your windows. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, they used to teach, uh, let some air in at night. No drafts, mm-hmm. but you need access to, to real clean air. Fresh you air, right. Right. So uh, let the body rest, rebuild its organs, and disease is meant to be a friend. What do you mean by that? It, well, just like the cold, in, not, in many cases, the disease is the body's attempt to clean itself out. I see. It is the treatment. And so it is best to work with the body rather than fight against it. Now, I do understand that we got jobs and many of us have kids. And so life cannot stop just because you get sick. But the earlier you you deal with a problem and not mask it over, the easier it's going to be to actually recover from it. That's true. And so it is best if you can't immediately take the time, do the prophylactic treatment that is relieve the pain and see if you can stop some of the most annoying symptoms, but make time so that you can rest and let the body do what it's going to do. Um, The first thing that goes is feeling good when the body's trying to do something important. Right. And uh, when, uh, when you're, sick or, or have an injury, say, uh, mom hurt her wrist recently, uh, hitting it on a, on a wall during a fall, and she's doing fine, thank you. She's okay, she's fine. But uh, she was amazed that the first thing that she lost was her ability to feel good and to sit up, to have any kind of strength to do anything. So she was asking, why am, I, why am I having trouble with that? Why am I so tired? Yeah, the body is using all of its strength to fix the damage in the wrist. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed at how much you know, chemical energy it takes to do that. And it was just a bruise. It was a bad bruise, but it was just a bruise. So you can imagine what it would be like if it were a break or worse. Right. But if the only thing that we do in uh, in terms of treating uh, no injuries or illnesses this way, then the body is going to end up, instead of clearing these toxins from the body, it will store them in the body. And they will then begin building up and building up until the diseases become much more common. Uh, They will become more frequent and it will be harder to get rid of the pain. And so when, when your aspirin or ibuprofen no longer works, then that's a hint that your body's reaching capacity for uh, of what it can store and not poison you. It's got to get rid of it. Yeah, I remember that my uh, my dad had taken very strong pain relievers uh, for the the last ten years of his life, mm-hmm. and they got to where they didn't work. Now, the problem wasn't so much that he'd built a tolerance for it. It was just that the toxin or poison level in his body had raised so high that uh, he ended up with cancer from it. Mm-hmm. And so his immune system was poisoned, and he developed multiple myeloma. So it didn't work out too well for him, and I'm glad that that take a note of that. So you were headed down the same you know, road. Tr- trying to avoid that. I did almost die. Yeah, you did. But uh, I did a different kind of treatment than he did. We didn't know then what we know now. So, or we could have helped him. All right. So uh, pharmaceuticals 
do make the patient feel better. But the recovery comes at the real cost of healing. Mm-hmm. The body begins to act normally again, but the illness has been stored for later in the basement membrane. Well, okay, what do you mean by the basement membrane? The basement membrane is, or, yeah, it is the, uh, the C in which all of the, uh, the, organ, the cells of every organ live in. You see, liver cells, they're the hepatocytes, live in a structure of fibroblasts and glycoproteins and nervous tissue that forms a, a network that has even some mucus in it. And so this basement membrane is quite capable of absorbing a lot of uh, chemicals, bacteria, virus, and it will uh, it'll hold them. Uh, it's easier to get the those things in there than it is to get it, get them out. No, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, once the, they it starts storing, once the body starts storing uh, old illnesses, then you do need to take some time to to cleanse, to rest, and to start drawing on that. Often when people are cleansing, they feel awful. Mm, but what's happening too. is, yeah, they're drawing all these things out of the body and eliminating them. Yeah, but it sure hurts in the process. It does. Now, we, I think in the next segment, we'll go over the, uh, the organs of elimination. Um, and it's important to know how those things work. So for the... But before we leave, I do want to remind you about the website, hungrykidsinternational.org, and we do uh, uh, appreciate questions when you come up with them and uh, email them in dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org Very well. Please. (laughs) We need your feedback. All right, we'll take a break. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed healthcare now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. At Recover and Thrive. 
Now, this segment, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the organs of elimination and you know, all the wonderful things that uh, everybody wants to talk about over dinner. We're not. <laughs> but uh, there are things that you'd better understand or you're going to spend a lot of time visiting doctors and being sick. And spending so, all your resources. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awful? You yeah. Know, spend, spend all your time gathering money, and then when you get older, you spend it all trying to get well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so when the body is healing, there is a, a toxic buildup in the colon and in the blood. Oh, it's coming out of the rest of the body or the damaged part of the body, and it, uh, it's looking for a way out of the body. And so the organs of elimination are the bowel, the kidneys, the lungs, the skin, and then spitting. Now, the, the spitting is a way that the body has of clearing the lymphatic system out. And mm. so it is a legitimate uh, cleansing organ uh, or function, but... Uh, I'm not recommending that you do this at cocktail parties. It's you don't just, want us going around spitting? Yeah, I'd rather that not yeah. happen. Yeah, that's kind of nasty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just saying. Now, when or the order of precedence is the bowel first. If the bowel is working, then everything else has a chance. If the bowel is not working, then everything else starts to stack up, much like the, when the, the plumbing is drained, the, uh, everything will back up in the, the tub. And so that does happen in the body as well. So uh, it not only fills with uh, you know, normal wastes, but it also has a flood of just toxic soup that comes into it, and it takes up space. So that a uh, a plugged colon, or at least a non-working colon, or a will, sluggish one, uh, it will uh, begin to swell, and it takes up more space. And mm-hmm. so, there isn't a whole lot of room in anybody's uh, physical abdomen and chest to absorb that much, um, all that much extra Waste. space, you know. So this is just talking physically about space. Mm, okay. So um, a constipated system can result in congestive heart failure. Mm, yes, it can. Tem- yeah, temporary, but uh, still uh, shallow breathing, pressure on the heart, and uh, pressure on the kidneys, uh, pressure on the liver, and then if you're wearing a belt or something that uh, that constricts the, the waist even more, then you're going to start having other medical problems. Now, when the body is cleansing, sometimes it decides to do that all by itself, and so you need to take the cues that I don't feel so good and began to think of, am I eliminating enough waste? And so the most powerful tool is the enema. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? (laughs) That's the first place you go. I know. So when you're on a juice diet, which we um, didn't really spend too much time on last segment, just didn't even get there. Um, I will eventually be teaching about a a juice diet. But when you're on a fast or a juice diet, the colon should be washed out at least once a day. And, or excuse me, once a week, but much better every day. The intense cleansing process that the body's going through has often run its course in three days, to, so you don't really have to count on the lifestyle. Oh, now, that's good. Yeah, for details, the uh, the enema that is recommended is the lemon water. There are other types, but they should be used under the care of a, a uh, health care provider. Then kidney support, 
uh, drink plenty of water and test the skin for dehydration. So how do you do that? Oh, you can pinch the skin. How do you do it? I would pinch the skin, and if it stands up, then you're you're dehydrated. Drink more water. Yeah. If it snaps right back, then you're good to go. Right. And generally, the darker the urine, the uh, more dehydration. That too. So now, if the urine is clear, something may be wrong with the liver. Yeah. Uh, Because you should have some yellow and a little brown in there. Just means you're not. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And yeah, you know, the liver is it's not, not detoxifying the mm-hmm. bilirubin. Yeah. So, uh, at any rate, because that may be a kidney problem, maybe a liver liver problem. Mm-hmm. Ah, but back to the uh, to the enema, because you don't want to stray too far from that, do you? Yeah. That is done by expressing the juice of a lemon into a quart of water. It would adjust the temperature of the water to about 70 to 72 degrees. And then, well, if you're not used to doing it, you probably need to do it warmer than that. Yeah, I was thinking that. You probably want it warmer. Yeah, but going above 80 degrees can be a problem for you. Mm -hmm. So you do use an immersion thermometer. An immersion thermometer, these are the ones that you dip into whatever you're you know, measuring. And it will give you the the temperature in degrees Fahrenheit or centigrade. We use Fahrenheit. And so one quart of water and standard enema equipment, you inject it. Um, if you're not used to it, you're probably going to have to... Um, to release it fairly quickly. And, okay, that's fine. Just keep after it. It is important that you get to where the bowel is clear. I mean, not necessarily all that clean looking and sparkling, but you want (laughs) it to where there are no obstructions. Mm -hmm. Now, in... Taking people who are chronically ill and starting them on that regimen, sometimes it takes just a water enema twice a day for about a month in order to clear things out. So it can be that severe. Well, what Uh, water would you use? Well, you wouldn't use the tap water, would you? Good question. I would filter the water. Now, carbon filtration is a minimum. You mean like an RO system? Um, that's better, but uh, just carbon filtration if you can't afford anything else. Okay. So uh, it is important to at least not add to toxic material like chlorine if you can avoid it. And fluoride? Fluoride you're not going to get rid of even in reverse osmosis. Ah. But the only way to get rid of that is alumina filtration followed by carbon or by distillation. Okay, so the distilled water does take out the fluoride. Yes, it does. Okay. Okay, so anyway, kidney support, let's move on. And celery, celery is a good diuretic. Watermelon, good diuretic. So the celery would be the seed, the stalk, and the leaves, and watermelon, fruit, rind, and seeds. The rind is a pretty strong uh, diuretic, and the seeds also are are pretty good. But you don't want to eat the rind, do you? Yeah, you you can eat a little bit of the rind, or eat eat watermelon with part of the rind. It tastes awful. Not the outside of the rind, the inside. Okay, got it. And so then there are herbal diuretics under the direction of a healthcare provider. Right. Well, we're now, coming up on a break, so we need uh, to. I can see that. Yeah. The lungs require uh, fresh air and deep, proper breathing. Now, by deep, I mean you fill the whole uh, lungs and you have to move your, your gut out in order to do that. You don't want to do that by highway, though? No, you do need clean air. Yeah. You need some fresh air. Yeah. And then uh, 
daily sponge bath or a bath. And then if there is phlegm involved in the, the illness, then it is better to go ahead and spit it out than to recycle the toxic lymph by swallowing it. So, yeah. I, uh, now the, now the, the celery, that? back to the celery, you said the seeds, you can eat the celery seeds, or how do you do those? The seeds are probably best decocted, that is, uh, uh, boiled or simmered in water for about, you know, 15 minutes, uh, the teaspoon of celery seeds to about a cup and a half of water, and you take it back down to about a cup. So you put the seeds in, you boil the water, and take it out, and t- take it the temperature uh, down, and then put the seeds in? Uh, to a simmer. Okay. Hold it at a simmer. Okay. Okay. Now we're coming up on the break. I'd like for you to visit our website, hungrykidsinternational.org, and see what we're doing, and we would definitely appreciate some partners. We uh, we have enjoyed uh, people supporting and helping us for more than 30 years. Thanks. Yes. And so... Well, thank you, partners. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you. It's time for break. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. At Recover and Thrive. And so we've been talking about recovery from disease and have been talking about how the body cleanses itself from the toxins that and poisons that come from the environment or your food, and how important it is to not only keep up with the rate of elimination, but uh, do your best to get ahead of it. Is the, the more that these toxic substances build up in, in your system, and there are many places for it to hide, uh, the easier it will be for you to get sick and the deeper the sickness can become. This is one of the reasons why people seem to age at different rates. Um, some people look really good at 80 and other people look like they're 80 when they're 40. True. So it has a lot to do with the toxic buildup. So the body was engineered to live to 120, but 
very few people make it because we generally just poison ourselves to death before we get there. True. And so, yeah, if I make it anywhere near that long, it's the grace of God because I just about poisoned myself to death about 10 years ago. Yeah. But I'm still here. And yes, so, you are. Thank God. Yeah, thank God for that. All right. So recovery from disease is viewed by the naturopathic physician, or as viewed, involves mastery of these concepts and many more, that is, the ones that we've been talking about. Natural medicine is labor-intensive, but it does a complete job of healing. It doesn't just cover the symptoms over so that you can keep going for the time being. Faith in God is an essential part of healing. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And the Bible tells us the will of God. It is God's will that we are made whole. Now, if you find examples of that in Exodus 23:25 and in Matthew 6, or excuse me, 8:16. Faith in God is uh, or as our provider allows us the time to rest and recover without worry. One of the bigger problems people face when they get sick is they go, oh, I know I've got to go to bed. But if I don't go to bed, who's going to pay the bills? And if you don't have God, that's a real concern. Yes, it is. Because nobody's going to pay the bills. Right. But uh, if you do have the kind of relationship with the Lord to where you can, can ask Him for help, then he will send it. And in many cases, what he'll do is just send you opportunities to um, find income or call it in where otherwise it's not going to be happening. So one of the things that the Lord required of us from the beginning was rest. Uh, Our bodies were engineered to work six days a week and rest one day a week. Yes. Now, it's typical to work seven days a week and then think about resting while we're working. But, yeah. Uh, well, you can do that, but you pay a price for it. You do. In that the body is not able to catch up, recover, and clean out. Um, the uh, I'm not talking in terms of celebrating the Shabbat or the Sabbath, even though that's a good way to do it. But on one day out of the week, if you'll back off, uh, enjoy life, enjoy your relationships, and uh, give the body, the mind, some time to catch up, then it will do not only the rest, but it will also reset your your dopamine levels in the brain so that you can more easily be satisfied with less of a stimulus. Uh, If you're always on your phone, always on the internet, then it's going to take a lot of dopamine for you to feel good, for you to be satisfied. But uh, if you rest, then it will help you reset that. And so, as far as worry goes, Keith Moore says about faith, faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt, despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith in in God is, is being thankful for the parts of our lives that are working. They're working properly instead of focusing on the things that are not working. God responds to thankfulness. Yes, he does. Now, the body's made to heal itself. And it is, if it is given what it needs and is protected from what will do it harm. Now, the eight laws of health, you remember those, Cindy? Yes, I do. They're nutrition, exercise, pure water, sunshine, self-control, good clean air, rest, 
and faith in God. All right, good. All right. Now, metabolic toxins, these are things that your body produces itself. And so, even though they're a fact of life, you can get them out of the body by keeping the, particularly the colon and the kidneys working right. You know, if you bathe daily and breathe good, clean air, that helps a lot. Radiation damage can also be treated and healed by, uh, by rest, good nutrition, and good breathing. Uh, there are some herbal uh, remedies for that, but uh, the things that you can do for yourself are much more important. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as uh, discouragement goes, um, patients who decide that they want to live and that their fighters do much better in survival and thriving than do passive patients. Somebody that uh, just refuses to die. I'm not going to die today. Probably won't. And to keep fighting, uh, keep rejoicing, keep doing what you have to do to make it, then you're going to make it. I have found myself saying that a few times. <laughs> I am not going to die today because I felt like I was going to. Yeah, I remember the severe spider bite. We oh, had to my do, yes. Oh, my yes. And then <laughs> you, what you've been through. I remember you going around saying, I am not going to die today. And here you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> thank <I> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do thank you for being with us and for, and, Enjoying our conversation. Yeah. I'd like for you to visit our website at hungrykidsinternational.org. And our, our address is P.O. Box 87, Camaro, Texas, 78877. And that's Camaro, Q-U-E-M-A-D-O. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we'll, uh, in future episodes, we'll talk about juicing and the vegetables a little more. But uh, for the time being, we'll uh, wrap it up and call this a show. And just want you to know we appreciate you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.